And we are recording. Cool. Yay. Are you chewing something? I gotta take a size I figured my breath smelled like tuna, so I needed... Hey, whatever works for you, man. All right, and welcome back. I screwed that one up. All right. Welcome back to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host, Caitlin Clothier, and with me is my co-host, Dara Whitman. Yeah. All right, and we are back with The Legend of Korra, book two, episodes 11 and 12, Night of a Thousand Stars and Harmonic Convergence. All right, you ready to get started? Yes. All right, we're going to get started here uh, talking about episode 11, Night of a Thousand Stars. Um, so this episode is is uh, a little more, I guess, Republic City focused, I would say. Yes, but... But good shit happens. But yeah, but yeah, this is this is one of the ones where we don't absolutely hate the Republic City uh, crew. Well, because like it feels like uh, like like uh, well, specific a specific character gets back to their roots. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about more about that as we go on. But um, before we get back to Republic City, we actually start off. Um, we're back at the Eastern Air Temple. Tenzin, Korra, uh, Kai, and Bumi come back, and um, we see that Janora is totally unresponsive she's in because a she's coma. in a spirit coma. And Pem is like, "Oh, what? What? What happened?" And then they're like, "Ah, oh, sorry, the, she's like, still in the spirit world." I think this comes Maybe. up. I think this comes up in the next episode, but like, it's not that important, so I want to bring it up now. Yeah. I I just thought like you just like stayed in a permanent coma until somebody got you out. Me, but yeah. like, it, like if you stay in, like so apparently if you stay in there too long, it can kill you. Yeah, well, I mean, because you're absent from your body, so your body's not really, like, functioning. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. Okay. It's like being, yeah, being, like, totally absent from your body, and your body starts to kind of kind of go, kind of slip away. So we go back to Republic City, and we see Mako, who is in prison. If we remember, he was framed. Uh, he was set up by Varric, and he's sitting in prison. Um, Bolin comes in to spy to visit him, and he's dressed in some really fancy garb. And being a dick. Yeah, he's being a dick. He just stopped by... On his way to this big premiere of the finale of Nuktuk, where you're of the south, where I hope he dies. <laughs> where Dara was really hoping that the hero of Nuktuk dies at the end of With this movie, in like a like in a piranha shark pit. And it, yeah, piranha shark pit. All right, good, good shit. So Bolin is like, he's like, hey, he tries to be like, hey, man, you're always gonna be my brother. But except one of us is is now high society, the other is a criminal. And Mako's like, hey, I was set up. Like, you know, like, this isn't true. And Bolin doesn't really believe him. It, because Bolin isn't quite, he hasn't reached his uh, redemption yet. So he's still in kind of that, yes. that, that dickish kind of star. Uh, big. He's got kind of the big head going on yes. still. Um, and so, which, which, which is not fun. That's kind of the worst part about Bolin's character, I think, through this whole, the entirety of book two is him kind of being kind of big headed. Being an asshole? Being an asshole. Yeah, what's up with that? Book one, Bolin, was never an asshole. He was a sweet guy. He was sweet, caring, was funny. And understanding. Kind of dumb. He was, yeah. A little he bit was, dumb. He was naive. Also, a, That's good, what he was. Also he was naive. a great earthbender. Great earthbender. And we really haven't seen any of that in book two. So there's a lot left to be desired with Bolin in, in book two. I feel like Bolin was dumber in book two, though, than he was in book oh, two. Oh, he was way dumber in book yeah. two. Yeah, so he just got that, that naivete kind of turned into just... Downright stupidity. Um, but Bolin gifts uh, Mako a souvenir poster that's signed by Nuktuk, and it says, <sighs> "Always believe in yourself," or some something stupid like that. <laughs> I hate all of this. Um, but right before Bolin leaves, Mako is like, "Hey, watch out! Uh, Varric might be planning something." And Bolin's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever," and and leaves. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go to the the red carpet event. It is like a very typical Hollywood kind of red carpet deal. Um, they have the reporters there, the cameras going off. Um, this and this event, uh, very important to note, is happening at the Pro Bending Arena. Yes, it actually is. That's actually really important. Yeah. So so it's very important to note. So it's like this huge venue, um, and you just got you know we see the big, um, big old Hollywood esque kind of red carpet feel. Um, Lynn Beifong is there and she have we have their our two stupid idiot uh cops, mm-hmm. Lu and Gong, and she's telling them to uh, you know, do their jobs and not eat very cakes. Spoiler alert. Which is like basically the cops eating the donut kind of stereotype over there. Spoiler alert, they don't do their jobs. They spoiler, they they keep on munching on them very cakes. They sound like they're probably delicious though. They they do look kind of good. Actually, I could go for one right now. I'm not actually a big jelly donut fan. Me neither. So I could go for like like a nice tasty cake right now yeah i'm trying to think of heaven i mean upstairs. if it we're going like donut wise i like boston cream a lot oh yes but okay. boston cream but it can't be too much cream because then it gets a little much well there's like i think like I either like dunky donuts or wawa so like the ones where it's just kind of like maybe like a couple squirts yeah let's go to wawa or dunkin donuts like right now um <laughs> <laughs> dunkin donuts is like that i think it's like a coffee drink but it's like we'll come back after the short break it's like a coffee drink but it's like s'mores flavored mm-hmm. i just like s'mores Ooh. <laughs> Although um, you live in Bumblefuck, so do you have a Dunkin' Donuts? We do. We actually do have a Dunkin' Donuts right <laughs> up the street. I, I never, I don't usually go though. I think I've been there maybe twice in my life. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know where those. Like, there's like a couple near me. So um, anyway, so so along with like this big red carpet event and all these famous people are showing up, um, President Raiko and his wife Buttercup are here. Buttercup. Her name's Buttercup. What's up with that? Uh, her parents were clearly friend- fans of Princess Bride. Uh, oh, obviously. 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 She has a brother named Wesley. Um, <laughs> so Or Nico Montoya. <laughs> so so Varric goes over and he meets with Raiko. He's like, hey, like, how's, how's it going? And Raiko's like, hey, I know this is uh, propaganda and that you... You're you're just doing this, um, so I will get you. So I will send troops to the the South Pole mm-hmm. to help with your your effort. And he's like, nah, nah. It's it's like he's like, I think you'll be surprised how persuasive I can be. So then we go back, and so we're in the movie theater, and mm-hmm. the movie's about to start. And Asami is there with Bolin and Ginger and Ginger. Nobody uh, cares about. Do you nobody care about cares about Ginger. Nobody cares. Ginger's, Ginger's not a good a, character. Ginger's such a flat, two-dimensional. I feel only like thirty-second character. She's so. a slut. It's fine. She's not a slut. Eh. She's not a slut. She's. I mean, she like literally like go. Okay, I was gonna say like after. No, even then though, she's not like a slut. No, but that's like a slut thing to do. No, well, like hey, like slut. She's like like hey, like I don't like you because you're an idiot. Oh wait, you did something interesting. Now I'm all over you. Yeah, well, she's just kind of a dull character, just a stupid, dumb, not very good. I'm gonna go with slut character. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, come on, it makes sense if you think about it. I can't really say it right now because it happens later in the episode, but like you know okay, what I mean. I know, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, so Asami's there and Bolin remarks that um, he wishes Mako was there. Too bad he's in, too bad he's in jail. Because he was set up. Um, and so the the mover starts and and we see the adventures of Nuktuk and it's you know and it's I like I love actually when we get to see some of the, like the the mover scenes because it's very reminiscent of old movies and how you can see like the really poor special effects and like the the hard cutting between like certain scenes and I just kind of like that little stuff I think it's 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 fun you're staring at me 
I know you don't like the necktuck stuff. I just don't like the necktuck stuff. I did. I just like appreciate it. I will say this: like, like there was like the one part I did like it the way they did it. Yeah. When we get, oh yeah, when we get I there. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so but outside we see outside of the arena, um, we see uh, some waterbenders pull up on a on a boat, and they they enter the um, like through one of the the hallways, and they easily take take out uh Lu and Gong, the idiot cops who are They take out Crab and Goyle or Doyle, whatever. Crab and Goyle, yeah. That's good. Yay. That's, that's a good comparison. I just remember that I one like scene that. from the second movie when they just have like a shit ton of cupcakes. And they have the cupcakes floating. They floating cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's ex- that's pretty much what the scene is. So God, we're the- really nerdy this episode, aren't we? Good well, we're nerdy every episode. Uh, yeah, that's true. So as the film goes on, uh Bolin gets a little Upset, and he t- steps outside. He's starting um, to realize maybe yeah. I've been an asshole. So, so yeah. So, and then Asami comes up, and he and she's like, you know, like the you know the movie's gonna be okay, right? <laughs> and he's and he um, starts explaining that all of his friends have been kind of separated. Team Avatar's kind of falling apart. All this crazy stuff is happening. And yes. this is this is I think this moment right here. I really like this scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, because one we get interaction between two characters who really don't get a lot of interaction. But I mean, they didn't near the beginning of the series. The yeah, season. At, the, the, at the beginning of the season and that was pretty much it. Like yeah. we haven't and just know all of Team Avatar really hasn't had good interpersonal reaction um and like not interaction. This season, no. no, not this season. And we and this is where it's actually like addressed like hey, everyone's doing doing their own thing we're all kind of falling apart we're like not really being the friends that we say that we are yeah um and so i really like this scene and that and i feel like when when bolin like actually like opens up about his feelings kind of like this this is when we start to go back to the character that bolin originally yeah was. so, this so is, was ha- i'm like okay so this is the turning point i think of bolin's character to start becoming more of like where where book two Bolin sucks, this is kind of where we see him start kind of to start to kind of yes, redeem himself. Considering how much I love season two Bolin, yeah, this made me quite happy. Yeah, so I I just really enjoy it. It's a simple scene, um, but I really enjoy this one. Yeah, Asami goes back inside, and Bolin decides to stay out. And as he's kind of standing there, he notices he notices a boat, and he thinks that's kind of weird. Um, so he he goes to investigate, mm-hmm. and he finds Lungang uh, stuffed inside of a locker. And they tell him that the the waterbenders are going after the president. Da-na-na-na. We see as uh, Raiko and his wife are watching the movie, the invaders come in and they take, mm-hmm. they kidnap him. Um, but L- Bolin intervenes. Hooray! And it's a great fight scene. Great, yeah, I love this. Yeah, so the, the um... Which is why I was in the arena. <laughs> Yeah, so so the fight scene, like as they're they're fighting, it's really great that it takes place in the pro bending arena because they still have all like the pro bending stuff. Mm-hmm. So Bolin, that's his special, that's his expertise. He's, he's a an fantastic, earth bender. Well, he's a fantastic pro bender. That's true. Too. So he knows this arena inside and out. And yes, he knows, and they have like the the earth discs, mm-hmm. and like they're actually like on the um, actual like platform part and they're fighting mm-hmm. and this scene is like really cleverly synced up to the mover that's going on in the background mm-hmm. um yeah so, so it worked yeah yeah so it's just like a well done scene and i'm like hooray bolin's back so this is like a really a shining moment for bolin especially in light of the entire rest of the season this is a moment where you're like yes bolin yeah because even like, before like all the nantuck bullshit like he was still like he was still kind of acting like an idiot and like you, you didn't see him fight much. And I'm like, hey, remember when he was actually like a, a decent earthbender? Yeah. And a great pro bender? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and so it's just a re- this is just a really great scene. And we see Boland gets to save the president mm-hmm. and be Every- all of and it. then and boys. also somebody confesses that it was Varric. Yeah, and uh, before Varric can escape, he is arrested. Yes, by Lin Beifong. Hooray! God, I love her. And Maka was freed. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, before that, though, um, Bolin is like, everyone's like, yeah, Bolin. And then Ginger is like, oh, you're my boyfriend now. Okay. See, that's a slut kiss. move. Let's kiss. Let's kiss. See? Um, and, to, and Asami's like, all right, let's go. Let's let's uh, let's go get your brother now. Let's go. Let's go get him. All right. Stop. Stop smooching. Uh, but before they can leave, uh, we see a wonderful sky bison with the name of Ugi comes down. Um, and Korra, Tenzin, Bumi, and Kaya arrive to kind of share the deets of everything that's going on. Yeah. Because right now our Republic City friends don't know the whole about the whole harmonic convergence thing. Yes. They don't know about Unalak's plan. Like, by the way, like, y'all been dealing with this shit. There's some bigger stuff going on. Yeah. Unlock's going to, like, emerge with Vatu, destroy the wor- world, and uh, Korra's like, hey, yo, Raiko, can you help out, please? And Raiko's like, nah, I got to protect my peeps. Which I kind of get. Yeah, well, yeah, Raiko's, he's just doing... But is he, like, isn't he, like, the president of, like, everything or just Republic No, City? just, re- just re- he, the United Republic, which is, like... It's like Republic City, basically, but like there's like area around Republic City that's like the United Republic. So, so it's, it's, like, it's, like, really, it's like its own country. So he's not really a president; he's like a governor. No, he's like president because no, it's like it's what like, about it's everything like, else? So, it's like its own country. All right, like the United Republic is like its own country. Um, in the same vein as like the Earth Kingdom is its own nation. Yeah, I will say this nation. about like this whole like plot line with like Varric being evil and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, the, pretty much everything in Republic City, like, it went on for a while. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like it wrapped up a bit quickly. Yeah. But, I'm, but like, and usually that kind of upsets me if, like, you have, like, a plot line and they have to like wrap it up, like, super quickly. But on the other hand, I hate this plot line, so I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it, it kind of wrapped up kind of nice. Um, so now, now all of them can go um, and they can get Mako out of jail. <laughs> And well, it's 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 a nice scene. Oh, before you get that, it's a nice scene between Mako and Bolin. I'm yeah, like, Bolin is like, hey, like you were right. Like, I'm sorry. You, you, thank you for like warning me about Varric because with your help, we were able to save the president and mm-hmm. do all this stuff. Uh, you know, and then they have like a moment where they're like, yeah, we're brothers. Yeah, like, they can't stay mad at each other for long because you know they, and they love have a each hug. Other. It's a nice hug. And nice you're like, hug. Oh, I hope nothing else bad happens. Um, and <laughs> so we have this scene now. Um, where Mako, where Ma- oh God, this scene. Mako emerges from jail, right? and uh, like people are applauding and, him, and, and everyone's applauding. They're like, "Yeah, Mako, you did it! Like he's one of the best." Uh, and then Mako, can makes, I say like what I thought was gonna happen? Yeah, actually, I really want to know. What I you knew so. Was I knew something like similar was gonna happen. I thought that like Asami was gonna come like hug him and kiss him, and be like, "I'm so glad you're out of jail." And then Korra's gonna be like, "Oh." oh. I thought that was gonna happen. I thought yes. it was Asami who okay. like broke everything, and then. Cora would have like been hot headed again and like that whole thing, but it probably would have been like, I don't have time for this. Let's go we have something else to worry about. Okay, yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen, but what does happen is so much better. It's so much better. So so Mako comes out and he makes like eye contact with the Sami and she looks happy. And then out of nowhere, Cora comes over and she is so excited to see him and she gives him a hug and, and a she kiss. Gets, straight up kisses him. And we're like uh and a and Asami's face there was like, <laughs> oh, Oh, I feel so bad oh, for Asami, no. but like... Oh, no. She wasn't even sad. She was just like pissed. She was like, what the heck? She was just pissed. But, okay, to be fair to Korra... Yeah. 
It ter- we learn. We learn. Yeah, we learned that um, after because Cora had that whole amnesia thing going on. Yeah, and we thought that everything came back, but there's still kind of some stuff, stuff that didn't. Some stuff like didn't really quite come back yet. So the fight that they had, where I they think broke she, up, did that, which happened like right before she lost her memory, is still kind of a little foggy. I think. Yeah, I think she remembers like they had a fight, but she doesn't remember like that it was like a breakup fight. Yeah, she just remembers it was. Like, um, she thought it was like a normal fight, and that like they probably forgave each other, or that yeah. maybe they didn't forgive each other, but they left on bad terms, and she's just kind of like. Yeah. So so. Corey's like, yeah, sorry, I don't remember. Like, was it was it a bad fight? And, and he's like, ah, like, ah, no. And then oh, we're like, like, pissed. <laughs> pissed. <laughs> I love this so much. And oh, this poor girl. These both of these women, Mako. Like, like, okay, you know how I said. I feel like Mako's just kind of like he knew. Like he honestly wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And I think it was just kind of like. Uh, like do it. Uh, you, you know how I said that last episode? I was like, yeah, like rewatching. Like I like Mako a lot better, and I remember why I really don't like <laughs> Mako. Was really pissed me off. <laughs> Stuff like this, but like it's kind of like honestly, like I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't blame like anybody for like w- the way that like what Cora did because like clearly like Mako wasn't expecting it. Yeah, Cora doesn't have all of her memory back. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, like, it's no, like, nobody did anything wrong. Like, she's probably, like, the least being, like, granted the fact that, like, he got back with Asami and, like, Asami is, like, all cool with him. It's, like, yeah. kind of a jerk thing. It, it wasn't, uh, like, the best move. Oh, it totally wasn't. But, like, I don't know. I think Mako's just kind of, like, he wasn't really sure if he should say anything right now. Like, there's either probably, that's something you probably say to somebody in, in private. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that fight. Yeah, we kind of broke up and I'm with Asami again. Hmm. And also probably like the weird, like he doesn't like like the fact that you don't tell the, her later just because like well and it's kind of like I said although this might be next episode mm-hmm. okay continue all right so uh yeah <laughs> that was great she's <laughs> <laughs> so pissed at her she's <laughs> <laughs> so pissed um, she as she should be and, yeah uh, she has every reason to be pissed anyway so they actually have to go talk to somebody um they actually end up ta- going. Uh, talking to Varric, who is in jail. God, I love Varric. Varric is so good. Um, he's in like a super nice like prison cell because he built, basically he built the prison and he's like, I knew I'd end up here someday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about Varric so much. Like he knows that like he's not a good guy and like most of the stuff he just does like to like gain, like, like keep himself like in power. Yeah. But at least he's honest about it. Yeah, yeah. He, like he's such, I, I really want to talk about um, Varric versus Unalak uh, after we finish the uh, next Varric episode. Varric is awesome and Unalak is terrible. Well, yeah. Hashtag yeah. chief douche nozzle. Hashtag chief douche nozzle. Um, no, I think, yeah, there's a lot of things I want to talk about uh, as far as Unalak goes as a character. Uh, I don't want to talk about that until we finish this season. Then we can just kind of clean every, like wrap it all up in a nice clean way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Varric is such a fun fun antagonistic character uh Varric explains um he's like hey like i did um hey i helped a lot of you guys out remember asami i saved your company um bolan made you mover star cora i let you know about unalak mako i threw you in jail mako, I threw you in jail oh, maybe, wait. maybe that wasn't a good thing to bring up and uh asami's like no but you actually no but but you like stole all my stuff and kidnapped president um yes he did Varric explains all he wanted to do was put united republic in the war um basically what would that have done for him though is that like would that have done something uh putting them in the war yeah it totally benefits varic's company oh because they have because they have to use this stuff okay keep going yeah it's like everything he does is to benefit himself again at least he's honest 
Yeah. Um, Varric says that all of this stuff is stored in his battleship called the Julie, yes. uh, which is also the name of his assistant. Are him and his Julie. assistant, like, doing it? I mean... I'm not saying they're a couple. I'm just saying, are they doing it? God, I, I'd be really surprised if they weren't. Yeah. Honestly, doesn't it come off that I way? I mean, I get why he like named her the battleship spin, after spin, his assistant. Because they're cold war machines. Yes. Cold and heartless war machines. So, I get it, but like... Doesn't, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Doesn't like, why is she still working for him if, like... I don't know. I think Julie's a fun character. I do like her. Um, <laughs> um, but Varric says they can have the battleship and do whatever they want in the South. And so they, they take him up on that offer. Yes. Um, meanwhile, they're kind of done with... In, back in the South, the, the Southern Water Tribe, they really don't have a lot of time left. So uh, Tonrak and the... Southern Water Tribe rebels uh, decide to, they, they attack the Northern Army. Um, they're trying to drive them out of their city. They, they, first, they're doing pretty well, um, but then Desna Eska and Unalak arrive with a heck ton of dark spirits, and there's a fight scene. Um, and Tarnak, uh, he is on the losing side of this battle. Yeah. He kind of gets the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. Uh, and Tarnak is like, yo, you're not my brother. Um, Unalak, you got me banished. I mean, you are my brother, like uh, biologically speaking. Yeah, Unalak's like, yo, yeah, but I, I'm the chief now. Yes. I'm the chief Te- now. Technically, yes. Yeah, and, and they fight, and Tonrak is taken into um, custody. custody, and that's where we leave off on this episode. What did you think of this episode? I really liked it. I liked it a lot better than the last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, either, like, either, like, something interesting is going on, some characters are getting redeemed, dumb plot lines got finished up and wrapped up, mm-hmm. some stupid, stupid stuff that was actually kind of hilarious happened. Yeah. Oh, God, I... Oh, this relationship drama is insane. Mm-hmm. But, like, on the bright side, and, like, even considering the last episode, it's nice. I don't... Why do they even, like, do that, though? They put it back in? But they even do what? What? Well, why do they even, like, bring, like, the whole relationship? Like, why do they even, like, bring it in as a plot point? I mean, I, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, like, it, you don't need it. Um, it, it. It was really unnecessary. I mean, you could have just had it where Cora came back and she was, like, oh, we broke up. And Mako was, like, hey. And, Mon- and Mako could even have been, like, he didn't even have to tell Cora that he was with Azami at that no, point. No, because it's, you know, it's none of her business. And uh, then they could have just done their own thing, and then and then, or maybe when Cora came back, Mako realizes that hey, like it maybe it wasn't a good time to just jump right into something else, and then everyone goes on a break, and we're good. Yeah, everything just gets put like hey, and then if like they take like a let's say even like a season break or like a half season break, and then they want to get people want to get back together, fine. Yeah, yeah, but but no. 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 But Thank it you. just didn't happen. But, but so, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, this episode was actually, like, really interesting. And yeah. stuff happened. And it feels like people are getting back on the right track. Yes. And everything's yes. starting to get back on the right track. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're going to focus on this thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, I'm yes. good with this. It yeah. wasn't even, and it wasn't boring. No, it was just, a, this is a really fun episode, I yeah. think. I just had a ton of fun with it. Um. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed this episode, too. I love I love the conclusion of the, you know, the Nocti thing was, like, stupid uh, and, like, wasn't a great plot, but the conclusion it of it was so much stupid. fun. It wasn't just stupid. It was so stupid. It was so stupid, but it was it was so much fun. Have you um, met anybody who, like, hated that plot point more than me? No, I haven't, actually. I think oh. you people are pretty neutral to it, I oh. think. But, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I think, think it's just, like, that whole thing, like, was, like, coinciding with just, like, Bullen's character deterioration, which yeah. I did not like. I hate that. Yeah. No, it it was kind of it kind of sucked, man. 
Yeah, because I, I love book one, Bolin. I think I said that. I think my favorite iteration of Bolin is book one. Uh, the worst is far, far book two, but we really see him back on the upswing here. He gets his own character moments um, in this episode, and it's just good. Uh, Varric is kind of the is the the more central kind of antagonist in this episode. In Thank particular. God. Uh, and I think he's just way more compelling uh, of a character than Unalak. Yes. Um, yeah, and the like the relationship drama is unnecessary, but it was kind of funny. Like it was just funny to watch, and it was just like, oh no, why? But it, but it, it didn't it, also didn't last very long. No, and it was but, just, but at least it like elicited some type of reaction to it, unlike some of the previous episodes, which were just kind of boring. Yeah. Um. So you know, at the very least, it made you know you react to it. But yeah, I just I thought this episode was fun. It was just a good episode. yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm excited. And the next episode's pretty good, too. So next, Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, book two, episode 12, Harmonic Convergence. Stay tuned. talk about harmonic convergence episode 12 da, 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 da. yeah what? Um, so we are um back on varic's battleship yes the julie yes uh and kaya is uh she has janari inside of a healing tub and she's trying to to stabilize her because we talked a little bit about this before um but it's really it it's not really good to have the body and the spirit separated because things get a little mm-hmm. funky, funky. Yeah, so like you're trying to like just like keep her in here and like keep her in this tub, make sure that the demogorgon doesn't get her. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well, he was. Oh, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so. Boomy is, you know, doing his own thing. And Cora is practicing uh, airbending. Yes. She's, she's training. She's practicing on a dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tenson and Mako are watching. So Bolin comes up and he's talking a little bit about how there's a lot of crazy stuff on this ship. Um, and a uh, and might also, Mako talks, talks about it. And might also bring up that, yeah. you know, uh, maybe. Yeah. Bolin is like, hey, Mako, you tell her the truth yet? And <laughs> he's like, no, uh, he's like, ah, n- no, no. Mako explained. He's like, he's waiting for the right moment. Which like, I'm, I, I even said this like in the commentary. I, I think I like kind of think that Mako should probably wait off on telling Cora just cause you know, Cora's a very hot headed lady and she's got other shit to worry about. Like, you we know, have like the fate of the world, here. the fate of the world and like the battle between good Harmonic and evil. convergence and that whole thing. Like maybe like your relation, like just like make her think that like y'all are together. Yeah. You don't really need to be worrying about all that kind of relationship. Drama, yeah. Don't worry so. about that right now. Just like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't personally, I, I don't advocate for, uh, uh, keeping things from your significant but other, I, but, but if you need it, but the only acceptable reason is if the fate of the world isn't, isn't, or uh, if you're not a hundred percent sure about something. Then that's another good yeah, time. Yeah. So 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 yeah. Um. But Bolin is like, hey, remember that line you told me about for up blood second leech? Uh. So how how does that work? Uh, how, how does that work? Uh. And Cora has a moment where she like basically beheads the uh the dummy and uh Malcolm's like no 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 and Malcolm's like no we're not gonna tell no. Him. Um. And it's kind of like hey like like and basically like, you okay? Yeah. Yeah, something you need to tell me. Ah, 
And so um, as they get closer to the Southern Water Tribe, uh, they the the group realizes that they need a plan. They do uh, need a plan. You know, Tenzin is really, um, really bent on saving his daughter. Uh, Bumi starts it's, uh, trying to say that, oh, we need a strategy, and he keeps telling about all of their war stories, which annoys everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, does it annoy everybody or just Tenzin? Mostly Tenzin, but everybody's like, all right, we get it with your okay. stories. Asami uh, comes, and she tells them that she has received a distress call from the south, and the group arrives at the White Lotus compound where uh, Korra reunites with her mother, and uh, Senna explains that Tonrak has been captured. Yes. And uh, Tenzin has Janora, and they meet Katara, who is inside the healing hut. But yes. There's, there's a lot of injured people we see. Yes. Senna comments, so many injured people. And so there's been a lot of fighting here at the Southern Water Tribe. And I feel like, like Katara probably isn't saying this, but she's like, listen, I've already been through a war. I'm tired of this shit. I mean, it, but it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been like, you know, 70 years, but still. Yeah. Unless there's like a war in the comics. One com- war per lifetime. Is Was there nice like a enough. war in the comics? I don't think so. Okay. No, there's there's some scuffles. Alrighty. But no like, no like war that I can remember. Yeah, but then. Uh, yeah, and so uh, so they, they try to get Katara to help Janora. Um, Which of course she's going to do because that's their the granddaughter. Yeah, Katara is the best healer, best healer around. Yes. Um, and they put her in a nice, a nice tub, floating tub, to which she responded, she's 11. And I was like, I thought you were talking about the conversation we were having <laughs> last, um, last episode about the age of Denora, who is in fact 11. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, she's 11. Then I realized it was a Stranger Things reference. Hooray! And it was a fantastic Stranger Things reference. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Guys, still gotta wait till October to, for freaking season two. God, I'm so excited for season two of Stranger Aww. Things, guys, uh, by the way. By the way. I kind of want to rewatch season one now. I know. So good. Go watch so Stranger Things. We'll watch Listen to Korra and listen to this and then go watch Stranger Things. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, if, if you're kind of bored between episodes of you're waiting for your favorite podcast, first reaction, fan reaction um, from your witty close friends, uh, just go watch Stranger Things. It's very good. It's a very good show. It's only eight episodes. You can get, you can get through in like two days. Yeah. Anyway. Back to- by the time you get through with it, you'll probably have another episode of first reaction, fan reaction to watch. So. Stay tuned. Anyway, back to this show. <laughs> so back to Legend of Korra. So they're they're still trying to figure out a plan of how they can get through the um like the northern defenses. Yes. Um, Bumi has some more stories, and uh, Tenzin is like, okay, this is stupid. But Sami's like, wait, no, maybe we can get something from this, and they maybe we can attack from above. Um, they have a plane on them, and they have a, a sky bison. Yes. Yeah, so so Sami flies a, a biplane with Mako and Bolin, um, on it. And uh, to to create a diversion, which gives Korra, Tenzin, Bumi, and Kaya um, the opportunity to go through the portal. By the way, like I think we need to uh, say uh, about Asami. Yes. Good on you, girl. Yes. You have every single right to be pissed at Mako. Yep. So I think like in like it's like in uh, book one she had every right to be pissed at like Mako and probably at Korra a bit. Yeah. At this point, like she is like I mean if she's mad at Korra, then like that's just stupid because mm-hmm. like we've explained that. But she has yeah. every right to be mad at Mako and she's yes. just like like Korra. They're just all, I mean, like it mean everybody, but especially Asami, they're all just like oh, we got bigger we got bigger stuff to worry about we got right bigger now. Bigger fish to fry. We and will so deal puts, with puts the aside. fact that although Mako is a great detective. And does care about his brother when it comes to the ladies. He is a horrible, horrible he's a, person. He's not good. He's no. not, not good at it. Not, not good at all. 
Um, and so as, as they get prepared for their sky attack, they're like, hey, they, nobody knows this is coming. Nobody knows this is coming, except everybody knows this is coming. Yeah, I was about to say. Spoiler alert, everybody knows. Oh, before that, though, um, we have a scene with Unalak um, and Desna and Eska, mm-hmm. and they're... You know, they're, they're pretty, they're not, like, sure, completely sure about, like, what it is their dad's doing. They're like, hey, I thought you just wanted to restore balance, do this whole North-South thing. Cool. Can we, like, go home now? And Unalak's like, nah, don't, no, no, we got, we got to, like, we still got stuff to do. And they're like, huh? And this other plan that I got, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, by the way, question. Yeah. Where are Desna Nesca's mother? It's a good question. Like, is she, no, good question. she's alive, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we never meet her. Um, and it, I think she only, only gets mentioned, like, once. Um, and okay. she's, she's just in the north. What is up with this show and, like, not giving much plot points to mothers? I don't I mean, like, Katara know. gets a lot. Yeah. Because she's Katara. Yeah. I think, Pem- I think Pema gets, like, a good amount. Not Pema, yeah. Pema's, like, all right. But then, um, like, that's... Like, and well, with Cora's parents, her dad needs a lot more focus than her mom does. Does she um, get any focus? Mm-mm. No. Like, not really. I'm like wondering. I mean, there's only like one scene where it's like I always like wonder this because like, like most of the time when you're like if you have like whatever like kind of child you have like yeah. whatever it's usually like the opposite sex with the parent mm-hmm. for the most part in like stuff mm. I'd say which I don't really mind but yeah. like I find it weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so yeah, Unalak's like yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a new world, new world order or whatever, and uh, what could go with, wrong? With no separated nations. Uh, and so he doesn't really say how he's going to do this, though, which is a little... I mean, well, yeah, I was going to say... A little so. shifty. Yes. Um, so... And, like, he keeps thinking that, like, oh, yeah, like, and it's, like, one of those things where, like, I'm working with this dark spirit. He's not going to betray me. Yeah, this is fine. This when is does that fine. ever happen? Um, oh, but this is... So this is when we see that they start their air attack and, like, uh, they think that they're going to take him by surprise. And they don't. They There's, like, a ton of northern... Um, water tribe army who's like pointed up ready to attack them there's a ton of dark spirits flying around in the sky yes um and so we got kind of an action scene there um, Bolin does a lot of smart stuff yeah mako gets to you know set things on fire but a Bolin has um, he like got rocks and like attached like bombs to him and then just like you know threw them down which yeah. I, was that his idea if it was his idea good job Bolin. I'm not sure if it was his idea. I don't want to take away credit from Bolin, but he probably had a little help there. Yeah, but I i mean, it might be a little bit his idea. Look, Bo- we just got Bolin back. We just got Bolin back. Give us this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll say it's Bolin's idea. Hooray. Yay. But on the Sky Bison, they're bombarded with these dark spirits. Uh, Boomy tries to fight one, ends up kind of falling off the, the Sky Bison. So rest in peace, Boomy. He was fun character. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Boomy's alive. Oh, Boomy's alive. Um, of course he is. So, Boomy, cra- uh, not Boomy, Oogie, this guy by some crashes, and everyone, basically, everyone is taken prisoner because this attack failed hard. Yes. Uh, so, Korra wakes up in a, in a tent with everyone else, with uh, Kaya Tenzin and a wounded tone rack. Uh, her... Uh, and her father apo- apologizes to her, and she's like, "Hey, come on, harmonic convergence isn't here yet. We still got time." Um, and by time, they got like an hour. Yeah, not not long. Uh, doesn't Eska throw Asami, Mako, and Balin inside? Uh, and Unalak comes, and he's like, "I'm gonna make a new world order." And Korra's like, "Hey, 
uh, you know, Vatu ain't a good dude. No, like, he's gonna betray he's you. He's not even like, like a dog. dude. He's like a kite. No, he's a he's a he's an evil kite. Curse you, evil kite. Um, and Unalak's like, hey, actually, you know what? Maybe you're the bad guy because one, you know, the first Avatar guy, he like separated the spirit world from the physical world, which wasn't a good idea. Which, like, I remember, I question, I'm pretty sure I remember from the beginning, I thought the spirits were cool with that. Yeah, no, they were. They were like, because, you know, the spirits and the humans, they didn't get along. Yeah, so the Korka said, like, hey, like, I wanted this, like, trance thing, and, like, I got to see the whole thing. Like, like the spirits are totally... I was there. I'm the Avatar. I like, was literally there. How do you know you're not, like, you know, like, forcing these spirits out of where they actually want to be? Uh, how do you know uh, Vatu's not fucking with you Yeah, just to get out? Just saying. So Unalak's like, hey, you know, you know, Rob only won because she, like, fused with the, with the human, and they did all this stuff. So what if I... So what if I just fused with, with Vatu... And make a dark avatar. And you thought this was kind of cool. Kinda I thought cool it was concept. a cool idea. I don't. I think it might. It's probably going to end poorly. Um, well, like at least for. No, this is so. This is interesting to me because I like the first time I heard dark avatar, I thought it was the dumbest thing because I guess it's because I don't know. I was. I've been around. No, no. The, think about it because you got like the avatar and then you got dark avatar. It's going to be exactly like Star Wars. Oh well, no. I still think that's dumb. Like something to me about that is like really dumb. Maybe it's because okay, I've been around this this fandom this fandom for a while. Um, I've been involved in the Avatar fandom since uh, like two thousand four, uh, <laughs> when I was a small child. Um, and so I've seen a lot of stuff in my day. And I, I always I don't know because I guess I saw a lot of like you know like fan f- fiction like fan theories like what if there's a dark Avatar? And it always seemed like really bad writing to me because it seemed like a very like um. I don't know, like a really simple way to go. Like it, it, it felt very uncreative to me. Um, the concept of a dark avatar. Cause it's like, what if you have an avatar, but they were evil. Mm-hmm. Like it's, see, I don't know. There's something really uncreative about that. So they, when they brought up the dark avatar thing here, like it just kind of brought back a lot of those kinds of um, ideas and fan theories that were kind of just really boring to me. Um, so I personally, I didn't like, I'm not saying you're, you, you know, you're dumb for liking it. I'm just saying that's how, that's what it made me think No, no, of. but think about it. It's going to be like the exact plot line to Star Wars The Last Jedi. Guys, I'm really excited for Star Wars The Last I'll Jedi, see. by the way. You know what I thought about? Because, like, they just put, like, the behind the scenes stuff. I didn't see it. I didn't see, no, I didn't watch it either. I didn't want to watch it because I was like, afraid of spoilers. I know, but I'm thinking about, like, a lot. Of, like, you know, a lot of people are, like, saying, like, they already know the plot because of, like, but, like, I'm thinking, like, we only know the, wait, but we probably only know what the plot is for Ray and Luke. We don't know about anything else. Yeah. Like, there could be so much more of this stuff. Like, they're probably going to have, like, great stuff with General Leia. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Where's my boy Poe? That's the Yeah, question. who knows? We could have some romance love... with, like, Finn and Poe. It'll be great. Yes, please. <laughs> I am so on board for this. Hold on. Like, okay, before we get back to the Legend of Korra, I actually don't want that, but I really don't want, like, any... I don't want any romance. Okay. I just feel like it doesn't really work. Like, okay. I just want, like, the plot. I want that everybody to be friends. Okay, I'm okay if there's no romance, but the, if there is romance, Finn Poe is the only <laughs> way they can go. I'm very passionate about this. We can talk about this later. Back to Lesson of Korra. <laughs> Hit we're, me up, guys. We're getting way, way we'll off track. talk about Finn Poe for a really long time. We're getting way off track. <laughs> um, so anyway, Dark Avatars. Dark Avatars. <laughs> Darth Vader Avatar. Darth, Darth Avatar. Darth Vatu. Darth Chief Dushnabo. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Tonrock is like, "Hey, bro, how about you not do it?" And think think about it. Like, you got a family here. You got you got kids, and like everything that you and do. A, a, apparently, a wife. 
and apparently wife who knows um but like you you have yeah and so he's like i don't care about my kids and, and like honestly like, like oh, probably okay. like tone rag would have been like look if you just like want to be chief of the northern water tribe go right ahead yeah i'm not stopping you yeah like at this point like i don't leave me alone I, like i've got a i've got a wife who i love i've got a kid who's in the avatar and she's pretty badass yeah i'm fine um, You're the one who's all like, chaos and yeah. Yeah, so Unalak's a little pretty excited about being like this dark avatar dude, and so he like leaves. Um, what was it gonna be a thing where like it enters him and then he's like, gonna like burn up his whole body, and then it's just like, Pshh. we are we are almost on this episode, so you can you can you can hold your thoughts till then. Um, so. <laughs> Um, so, so they're like, hey, doesn't ask it, why don't, like, your dad doesn't give a shit about you, why don't you just, like, leave? They're like, oh, no, we will never, we, we will never be Yeah, like, and I, I got confused about this, but, like, I kept pointing at you, and, like, you didn't give me an answer. Because, like, the way he, like, the act, the voice actor was, like, act, like, saying those lines. Yeah. I thought it was, like, a thing where he was, you know, like, when somebody's, like, like, saying, like, no, I will never betray this person. Like, they so, love them. Like, I thought it's like, oh, I'm just, like, faking it, but I'm actually. No, I think w- the way I interpret that was that, like, they, they say they don't want to betray, but they, but, like, they're really conflicted internally because they know that their dad is. Which is, you know, I mean, they show so much emotion. <laughs> I'll be pleasant. Um, Yay. So, <laughs> um, so, outside of that scene, we finally see Boomy. Yay! Who originally, we saw knocked in the snow. He he um, comes to, and uh, he sees a spear. The spear that knocked him off. So he tries to fight the spear by punching it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really work. No. It um, throws a knife at it, which was a bad idea. Yes. Why would you throw a knife at a spirit? Boomy, my boy, please. Um, so then he he gets out a flute and he starts playing music, and they have a like, cute little dance. And that scene. works. That was cute. That was a really cute scene where he's yeah. dancing along. And then he's like, "Plan." Um, yeah, and so he. Uh, subdues this this subdues this dark spirit, uh, and then Naga and Pabu come and sees reinforcements. Um, and so they all of them go sneak into a temp to to the camp uh, and beat up a local dude, and they take his uniform. Yes, it was, it was really funny because he like puts on the uniform. I was like, wow, you really look like a water tribe guy. And I was like, wait a minute, you're literally half water tribe. <laughs> I forgot about that. And that's how genetics works, guys. So. Uh, Boomy tries to subdue more spirits with music and doesn't work. No, doesn't work at all. Um, so he starts running from them. He hides inside of a mecha tank. Uh, spirits can get into technology and mess it up. And so then the mecha tank goes on a roaring rampage. It's great. I love it. And they, he ends up destroying the entire camp. Hooray. By accident. Hooray. Nobody's going to believe that one. <laughs> um, I mean, it kind of looked like a mecha tank kind of like destroyed the whole thing. The mega tank just destroyed the entire camp. Uh, but he gets everybody out. Yeah, Boomy, and then he uh, ejects himself, ends up in the tent where everyone is captive. Naga takes out the twins, um, and everyone's saved. Bam. Hooray. Boomy, my boy. We just have, yeah, everybody's ha- saved now. We just got to, you know, do some other stuff. Which, like, I think I, like, set a plan that I thought was going to be the plan. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, and then, like, they were kind of going that way. Mm-hmm. Which was like, what if they just like go with through the in like to the spirit world through the spirit portal, close one of the portals, get Janora, then leave through the other spirit portal. No, what was it? Yeah, you had this whole. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, yeah, okay, no no okay. okay. So they go, go through one spirit portal. Yes. They close it. Uh huh. Um, they get Janora out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then they, Cora, they get everybody else, like they, everybody goes out of the spirit portal because they bring more people except for, um, Cora. Mm-hmm. She closes the other spirit portal and then Janora goes back in and gets Cora out. Mm-hmm. Bam. Bam. We just, we figured out the whole plan. Um, so anyway. So it is kind of, it sounds like that, that's kind of like what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, sort of. But what, what happens is. Not that. Not that. Um, so everyone... Goes in except for Asami. Yeah, Asami takes Tonrak back to Katara to, to heal him, so Asami kind of uh, takes herself out of the action. Which... I'm not sure. I mean, I was, I'm not sure exactly, like, what she could have done in the spirit world. Yeah. So, yeah, being... Like, again, under... like, I mean, granted, like, I don't know what Boomy could have done either, but Boomy's at least, like, a soldier. Yeah. And, like, everybody else is a bender. Yeah. So... Um, so, we'll, we'll see I don't later, blame Asami. them for Your letting... it will be later. I don't blame them. For having Asami go. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. I just, I just miss her. Me too. I love her so much. Anyway. I love her. So everyone, uh, Sans, Asami, and Tanarak go into the spirit portal. Um, they're trying to, Tenzin, Bumi, and Kai are going to go try to find uh, Janora. Bolin and Mako are going to uh, fight Unalak. And Korra's going to go close the portal. So it starts off pretty all right. Um, yes. And then... So Ikora tries to to close the portal. She gets to the portal. She tries to close it. Um, only and problem here is that uh, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. Like she, start, she starts, um, but it's too late. Harmonic convergence has already begun. Yeah. And the portals um, converge. Yes. Convergence. Uh, and Vatu, uh, he gets he gets to escape. Yeah. So like, is this like, I was like, is like, it's like, let's say like. Vatu was just like never in like the portal thing and like the spirit portals are always open. Mm-hmm. Is harmonic convergence like a permanent thing or does it like it's like a solar eclipse where it lasts for like twenty minutes? Uh, I think it. Well, the 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 act of like them fighting, I think, lasts for like not long, but the results of it last for ten thousand years. Right. Okay. So whoever wins this battle, um, I guess. So. So. Uh. Anyway. Um, so anyway. So so, if, so everything, everything turns purple. Yes, I like purple. Yeah, the whole world, uh, you see, like, this The whole, world's purple. What see, could go wrong? You see, like, the planets align, which I think is kind of a cheap shot. Uh, I don't, I don't like... Uh, they, you don't like planets aligning? Well, I like planets. Well, planets align, it's... Anyway, that's there's, like, a whole other thing that goes along with that, why planets aligning is such, like, a BS plot. No, because then the thing. Titans come out, and then Hercules has to save the day. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, it only works in Hercules. All right, we'll keep it at that. It doesn't even work in Hercules. <laughs> Zero to hero. But yeah, no, I don't it's it's weird. Anytime they they show like like space in like the Avatar world, like this goes back to uh a uh the last airbender with the the comet coming in and like the showing planets aligning from space. I it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I don't know. Something about it I really don't like. That's weird. I mean uh, it's just like such a random thing to not like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm why. Just it's, like, it's a really it's a it's a really small detail. It's not a huge thing. If somebody dislike, just but, says like when the planets align, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I didn't really I didn't need to see that visual. I don't think it worked. Uh, I think it, like I said, it's kind of a cheap shot. Alright. Um but anyway, so like we see this kind of purple haze. Yes. Kind of <laughs> Kind of like overtake the whole earth, and then um, the whole world is covered really with this like aurora borealis. Uh, and so, yeah, so harmonic convergence has begun. Fatu is free. Oh, what snap. can go that's wrong? We, and that's where we leave off. So, what do you think of this episode? I really, I really liked it. Like, yeah, good, good action. Yeah, good action. Uh, some good character moments, I'd say. 
Okay. I, I just like, I'm honestly like now, now I just, I kind of like Cora and her father together a lot. Yeah. I think they've got some good moments. They do. They do. I think, yeah, Tonrak's a good character. Like Cora, I think it's interesting Cora and her, the relationship with her parents because it's really different than um, the original series because one, there weren't a lot of parents around in the original series too and yeah. didn't have parents like straight up. Well, they've been dead for a hundred. So wait, how? Then how well, was... he just well, he, I don't think he even knew his parents really. They they never focused on his parents. He had he had his uh, mentor, who was Monkeyatso, which was his kind of father. Figure. What if Monkeyatso was his dad? Oh shit! Is that actually Got a theory? I don't know actually. Um, I mean, because and like what? Like they just like discarded his mother, or like I don't know. Was it like immaculate conception? Although then that means all avatars would be immaculate conception. <laughs> Uh, it's like Tonrak, by the way. That's not your daughter. It was conserved, like, conceived by a spirit. Anyway. Um, well, no. Joseph was fine with it. But, but I mean, like, the concept of, like, living parents is, like, really different. Is, like, kind of a foreign concept for, like, most characters in the series and have the main character Well, because it kind of felt like with, like, Book One, like, they weren't going to focus on her parents. Yeah. Because, like. kind of get to go back and do it. So, it's nice to see. I think the relationship between Cora and her parents is really interesting. Yeah. Um, because, one, it's real. And, two, it's just. Like, it's something that we don't get to see with a lot of these characters. So it's just, it's nice, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think overall, like, they mainly were just, like, focusing on the plot. Because, like, they probably figure they'd need to, like, yeah. you know, wrap this season up. Yeah. And, like, like I said, like, I've enjoyed a lot of the spirit stuff. So, like, this is a plot point I like. And so, like, I'm interested about how it's going to end. Yeah. Probably okay. And it is book two spirits. So. Yes. Spirits are kind of, you know, you know kind of what we want here. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. Good episode. So, good episode, yeah. I think I, we, we're really kind of going into that season finale territory. Hooray! Um, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I think this episode has some good action, kind of a good lead up to a finale. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Um, Boomy's scene, great. Yes. I just love Boomy. I think he's just a great character. Um, but yeah, besides that, out of the two episodes, I think Night of a Thousand Stars like was more interesting for me. I think it was just more interesting because, like, like characters are trying to like get back on track. Yeah, and then they got it's back like more on character track. moments. I think they got more. They got, and then like this one is kind of like, all right, everybody's back on track. Let's go. Let's get rolling. Um, but yeah, cool, great. Um, anything else? Nope. Cool. Well, is it, it looks time? Like it's time. It's time for the comment corner. <laughs> Somebody has to use that for their show. I swear. There's probably twelve people who use that. Oh, it's not, yeah, it's not that original of a name. We'll think of something else. Um. All right, I have two comments here. Okay. Uh, this one is from <clears throat> uh, our. Oh, we have eight dislikes on this video. Oh Holy shit! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you guys don't like this episode. Not this episode, but anyway. For some reason, people. What episode is it? This is uh, the our very first Legend of Core episode. Well, it's our most was... viewed episode. No, it's not. But the Far Flap episode is. What are the which one? The pilot for Firefly that we did. That really one. is yeah. that most viewed? How many does that have? Like six hundred something. Oh shit! Thanks guys. This is the most viewed. In Leg- I think like technically Our most viewed. It feels like pilots are like the most viewed. Yeah, well that's. I mean that's a starting point, so everyone's gonna start there. And this one has eight dislikes. So thanks everyone. Uh, that one's actually. I think that's our video with the most dislikes. So like if yeah. it's not in the double digits, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, um, anyway. And we got better since then. <laughs> we have. So this is from our um, episode 10, our first Legend of Korra, um, first reaction fan reaction. Uh, um, oh, and uh, this comes from Ty Hughes. Ty Hughes? Ty Hughes? T-A-I-H-U-S. And their uh, comment says, Republic City is loosely based on New York, Shanghai, and Hong Kong. Cool. Cool. Thanks for letting us know. Thanks for the fun I fact. Mean, I, I kind of knew that. Um, I didn't. 
Okay, yeah. So now, Derek, you know that. And Yay. so Space Jazz. Not Space Jazz. I don't know why I said Space Jazz. Space I, was thinking, I was thinking of, guys, I was thinking of Butterfly. Um, no, but, like, yeah. So Asian Asian Jazz. Yeah. Asian Jazz. Okay. Um, so thank you, Tejas, for commenting. And this, this next one comes from um, episode 18, uh, which is book two, episodes five and six. And this one comes from... Uh, Kevin's PC, K E V I N Z PC, who says, Not clear if General Iroh has siblings or not, but he could very well take up Fire Lord title once his parents retires, much like original General Iroh was going to until his brother usurped the throne. Which I forgot about. Yeah. So good point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's interesting because uh, we really don't um, explore much of Iroh 2. As a as a Fire Nation citizen, he's more we see him more as like a general as yeah, a yeah. United Republic kind of guy. So And I feel I like probably like the army, like the Republic would kind of be like, Oh yeah, well if you gotta like, you know, roll this Fire Nation, go right ahead. Like it's cool. Yeah, I don't really know how like citizenship works in that sense with the United Republic and other citizens, like our like other um nations like do you retain like your citizenship if you wanna be part of the United Republic? Like how does that can you get dual citizenship? I don't know how this works. Yeah. I don't know how Citizen works in the Avatar world. No. Um, but also, yeah, we don't really know if Iroh 2 has, has more siblings. Uh, but didn't you say he was the oldest? I don't think, no. I thought you did. Okay. Uh, no, original Iroh was the oldest. I know he was the Iroh oldest. Iroh 2, I don't think it's confirmed he's the oldest. Yeah, the, yeah. that's what this is what our pal Kevin says here. He says, not clear if Iroh has siblings or not, but he could take the, the Fire Lord title. Which is cool. Uh, maybe in the comics we'll get to see. Guys, I just, I, I have a lot of hope put in the comics and I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. But also, I just, there's, there's a lot of information I want to know. Um, but anyway, thanks for the comment, Kevin. Okay, yeah, and I want to thank some people. Oh, yes. Yes, because we were going to do this last episode, but like it was kind of turning into an editing nightmare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all thanks to uh, So, I reached out to some podcasts who I mentioned on a couple of random episodes that I listened to and, uh, some of them responded, so I want to thank uh, the History Chicks first. Yeah, thanks to those guys. They gave us some really great uh, advice. It's uh, Susan and Beckett. Mm-hmm. So uh, they send they send us like two like really long emails, just like giving us some good advice about all uh, getting like podcast stuff, so, like getting like sponsorships and like that kind of whole shebang. Yeah, they they were super nice and super helpful, and really took the time to get back to us. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank then, you guys. You know, so, don't worry, Kaylin will listen to them soon. <laughs> Oh, guys, I have so many podcasts to catch up on. Yeah, you do. Uh, I do. So they're really nice. And then also uh, I reached out to Junk Food Cinema and uh, specifically Brian Salisbury uh, contacted me on Facebook. And uh, he actually listened. I gave him a podcast to listen to, mm-hmm. simply the random one where I talked about the, uh, Junk Food Cinema. Yeah. And he said, he said like, uh, thanks for that. And he said thanks for talking about them and being appreciative of getting people into those kind of movies. And gave us some advice, so I just want to say thanks for that. Yeah, thank you. We Yeah, we really appreciate, I mean, said it before, but we really appreciate when people get back to us and they really take the time. So even if they don't listen to, like, all the episodes, because they do get kind of long, but even just taking a little time to listen to it and, you know, giving suggestions or feedback, we really appreciate it. So I thank just, you so much. Yeah, I just like when people like, who I like, listen to and respect reach out to me, like, come back, like, not reach out, but, like, respond back. And I'm like, yay! Yay! We're getting somewhere! We're... we're 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 making we're building that we're building that platform slowly. So thanks everybody. So th- yeah, thank for we, the we, help and the comments and the likes and the dislikes. Yeah, especially the dislikes. Thanks, so guys. many. Um, so if you want to have your comment uh, read 
or on uh, the air. We would love to see it. So you can comment either on YouTube or you can tweet at us uh, at Witty Clothes. Um, our YouTube is Witty Clothes Productions. Uh, check us out over on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review, and we'd love to see that one too. We'll read some of those as well if you leave them. Um, so that's Witty Clothes Productions. Um, you can also like us on Facebook, maybe message us on there, post on our wall. We'd love to see it. That's at Witty Clothes Productions. Um, send us an email, wittyclothes at gmail.com. Follow us on Patreon. If you feel like it, um, where would he close on there as well? Um, so yeah, any, am I missing anything else? I think that's, that's think all we're we good. got. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Clothier, and with me is my co-host, Dara Whitman. I will see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.